Alright, so, you know, when we heard the story about that blind man and Jesus talking about how he was going to use this to glorify God, then that was followed up, remember, by the, sto- the chapter with Jesus as the Good Shepherd. That connection, I think, is significant, especially placed between these two stories, the blind man and the one we're going to hear tonight. Because that chapter in John 10 really, really emphasizes how much Jesus cares for and loves his people. Now, you see that in John 9, and you see that in John 11, and it's an important thing to keep in mind. Because without it, you might come away thinking that Jesus is... You you might mistakenly come away thinking of Jesus only as some sort of like... Like... uh, tactical general, tactical brilliant, you know, whatever, who doesn't care about the people, right? Like, oh, this blind man, it's for the glory of God, as if he doesn't actually care about the man's sufferings. But he showed that he did, and John 10 emphasizes how much he cares. Now, in John 11, Jesus gets news that one of his very best friends is sick. His name's Lazarus. He's the brother of Mary and Martha. And they're all really close friends of Jesus. They live in Bethany, which is near Jerusalem. And Jesus will often stay with them when he goes there. Mary and Martha send word to Jesus because Lazarus is sick. And he must have been, you know, badly sick. Because it wasn't like, oh, hey, Jesus, Lazarus has a cold, right? They said to him, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. Notice, they didn't even technically ask him to do anything. They just knew that he would. They knew his, his care for them and for their brother. So they emphasized Jesus' love. The one whom you love is sick. Well, when Jesus heard this, when he got this message, you know, they probably sent somebody to, to go and run and find Jesus and tell him. Jesus intentionally stayed where he was for another two days. Until, until he was dead. And then he raised him from the dead. That's right. He's going to raise him from the dead, right? Now Jesus did this on purpose. He 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 told the disciples after a couple of days, we're going to go to we're going to go to to Bethany now. We're going to go to, and that means near Jerusalem too. And for your sake, he said, I'm glad that Lazarus has died. Actually, first he said that Lazarus has he said our friend Lazarus has has fallen asleep. But I go that I may awaken him. And the disciples are like, well, what's the big deal? If he's asleep, it probably is good news. It means that, you know, he's gotten over the fever or the sickness that he had. And, you know, he'll wake up and he'll be fine. And Jesus said, no, guys, I'm not, I'm not talking about sleep, sleep. I'm talking about death, sleep. But the reason that Jesus calls death, sleep is because, it's, what? It's because that he will awaken him. Well, well, he'll raise us from the dead, right? And then on Judgment Day, then those who rise from the dead will either go to heaven or hell. That's true. But it, a good way to think about it is... Well, sort of. There's a lot about that that we don't know. Like, we know we'll be with the Lord in heaven in that sense when we die. Um, and then, but, but hell is a little bit trickier in terms of what exactly that existence is before Judgment Day. But we don't need to worry about that because we're going to go to heaven and be with Jesus. And anyway, our hope is in the resurrection. That's what he's talking about. So 
Anyway, Jesus' point is, sleep is nothing to be scared of. Sleep is no big deal. That's what the disciples are like. Oh, what do you mean? He's asleep? Oh, no big deal. Like if somebody came to you and be like, dude, no, oh, oh man, you know, you, like your friend is sleeping. It's terrible. You'd be like, dude, so what? It's fine. It's not a big deal, right? Jesus is saying that death is like that to him because he's going to raise his friends from the dead. Death is no big deal. And that's why he waited. He wanted to show Lazarus and Mary and Martha and the disciples his power over death. But there's more than that too. Because Jesus knew, Jesus knew that this was going to be like a, it was gonna be a catalyst. A, a catalyst is something that you add to something that makes it like get going. Think of it like dominoes. You line up all the dominoes in a row, right? You get them all ready. Then what is the first thing that happens that makes them all fall over? You knock one over. That's the catalyst. That's a thing that happens that causes a bunch of other things to happen. Yeah. So Jesus knows that his going to Jerusalem to raise Lazarus is going to be the first domino. It's going to be the catalyst for big things. All right. So Jesus knew this was going to be like a domino. And a catalyst that was going to lead to the cross and his own resurrection, which is also why he could raise Lazarus from the dead because he has power over death because he was going to conquer death because he's the son of God. And this is why he waited to show this to his disciples and to Mary and Martha so they'd believe in him. And so that all the people gathered there who didn't believe in him would see it. And he knew that it would lead to the Jews who hated him crucifying him. So that's why he waits a couple of days longer in the place where he is. So then he came there and uh, to Bethany. And when he got there, I think it was Martha who first came out to meet him. And she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So her comment shows several things. She understood how much he cared for Lazarus. She knew his power. She's even suggesting I think that even now you can raise him from the dead. And then Jesus said, your brother will ri rise again. And she said, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. So she shows she believes in the, in the resurrection of the last day. And then Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ who is coming into the world. That's a really powerful statement Jesus made. I am the resurrection and the life so that whoever believes in him will never die because he'll raise us from the dead. So then Martha went and told Mary that Jesus was there and she came out to see him. And she also said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And it says that when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews would come who were also weeping. Everybody was weeping. He was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Now, some people have claimed, well, the word, the word that's used there from being greatly troubled does mean 
that he's like he's like angry at something. It's not just like he's not just sad. He's disturbed and troubled and he's like angry. But it's the kind of anger the word that's used there comes from the word for the whinny of a war horse charging into battle. Like in Lord of the Rings when the Rohirrim ride down into the battle against the orcs and the horses are going <laughs> that's even what the word sounds like the Greek word it's cool it's ma'amai, and it sounds like that ma'amai. it's an onomatopoetic word some people have claimed that Jesus is angry at the unbelief of Mary and Martha I don't buy that sorry doesn't make any sense to me. I think Mary and Martha have both just shown faith, even amidst their sorrows. It's not perfect, right? I'm sure there's still some unbelief and frustration mixed in with it. But when they say, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, I don't think they're reprimanding Jesus. I think they're expressing their sorrow and their faith in Jesus, regardless. What Jesus is really mad at, I think, is death and sin and all the pain that these bring to the people that he cares about like a shepherd who cares about his sheep and so he he has them bring him to the tomb and he tells them to roll the stone away from the tomb and they say lord he's been dead for four days you don't want to roll that stone away because it smells in there and he and he says did i not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of god and they rolled away the stone and Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. He had been wrapped in strips of cloth. It probably looked like a mummy. And he walked out just because Jesus said so. We heard a verse not that long ago from the Gospel of John where Jesus said, the hour is coming when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of Man, and those who hear shall live. And he said it twice. Once about people hearing his voice and coming to believe in him, and once about the resurrection at the last day. His raising of Lazarus and the way he does it is exactly what that passage is also talking about because it, um, it teaches us about both those things. It's Jesus' voice that brings Lazarus to life, just as it's Jesus' voice that brings us to faith. And just as Jesus raised Lazarus from his grave, so he'll raise all of us from our graves just with the power of his voice. And that's just like in John 10 when he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. Lazarus is one of Jesus' sheep, and he heard Jesus' voice and came out from his grave. Again, Jesus is showing he has a goal for all of these things. Just like he had a goal, a purpose for that blind man who was born blind. So also with Lazarus, he had a purpose in allowing him to die. And that purpose was to raise him from the dead. He turns all the worst things to good and to his glory and to your good. All the while, he shows how much he cares. It doesn't not just some general or statistician who doesn't care about people. He cares about his sheep like a shepherd, right? 
And he, and he shows that it's about his voice and his word all the way through. And he shows what the goal is that he's focused on. Because earlier in that chapter, when they told him that Lazarus was sick, he said, this sickness does not lead unto death, but unto the glory of God, that the Son of Man might be glorified through it. And he was talking about his cross. Because there were a lot of people there in Bethany that saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. Because Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were well known. And they had a lot of friends. And we think they were pretty wealthy. And a lot of people from Jerusalem had come out to grieve over Lazarus. And they saw what happened. And they went back to the town and they told everyone. And the people who did not believe in Jesus, like the leaders of the Jews, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were very upset about this. Because they couldn't deny. They even admitted. They knew this had happened. They knew Lazarus had been dead. And now he was walking around. And everyone who saw him would be convinced that Jesus was the Messiah because, well, duh, he just raised this guy from the dead. And so they decided they were going to kill Lazarus and Jesus just to try to stop people from believing in him. And that was the catalyst that started their plan to crucify him. Because when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it was only a little bit before, just like a few days before Palm Sunday when he would ride into Jerusalem. I think it was only a few days before. Maybe it was a little bit earlier than that, but still, it's getting really close. When he would ride into Jerusalem on a horse, on a donkey, and at the end of the week would be crucified. So that's his goal. But not just the cross, his own resurrection. And so with us, everything that happens in our lives, Jesus has a purpose for. Even when we die, his purpose is to raise us from the dead. Which is why he said, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die.